0: Let's get ready to grumble!
1: Ladies
0: and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and sitting directly opposite me is Dan. Here he is. Hello. Hello. Sitting directly to my right
1: is Daryl. Dan just referred to himself in the third person. He did a bit, didn't he? It's second.
0: Yeah, he did actually. Second person. Is it? Ah, yeah, Yeah, mate.
2: See, see, like if you did (laughs) himself in the first person, if you did more reading, you'd understand the difference between first, second, and third person, wouldn't you? Well, you are. Yeah. Guess who's doing his English GCSE again right now? That's why I know. Actually, it's nothing. It's not included in that. But I just knew. Yeah, he didn't say
0: Dan is. So that's why it's not third person. It's still weird.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: I imagine, you, if anything, you would be more likely to talk about yourself in the third person.
1: No, I'd no. never
0: do such a thing. Okay. So, we uh, we we teased this a little bit on... Well, I say we teased it, we outright said it, didn't we? On our regular show this week, that um, come the weekend we were going to do something special to celebrate the fact that our friends at Breathe Wrestling are putting our wrestling show in a cave called Star Cave, which, again, excellent. David star in a cave. It does what it says on the tin, really, and it's an excellent pun as well. Tickets are available. Go to breedwrestling.co.uk. You can find that you can buy yourself some tickets for a wrestling show in a cave. We'll be there. I'll point Daryl out to you.
1: I'm not saying hello to any of you. I didn't say you had to. <laughs> I
0: didn't say you had to. I just said I'll point him out. Point them Cause out because
1: we had a listener. No, like we'll we'll call him out. I don't know his name. Sorry, brilliant. But we had a listener who was like, "Oh, I'll can buy you a Can just drink. stop you now? What? You're going to call out
0: a listener is what you're going to do. The first time that we're actually referencing a wrestler properly, are you going to call them out? Not say hello or, right, it's really nice, thanks for listening. You're going to call them out is what you're going to do.
1: Yeah. Dear
0: listener, Dan and I have nothing to do with this whatsoever. We're not encouraging him. In
1: fact, if anything, we're dissuading him from doing it. All I'm saying is, he will, oh, I'll buy you guys a drink. I'm still waiting for this drink.
0: Right. I didn't see you rushing to sort of claim it, though.
1: Oh, no, he is. Well... No, yes, we're mean. the celebrities here. It, Daryl's lo- the celebrity here. If it, <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy Daryl a oh, drink, he's, he's done it now. You see He's I mean? a
2: lovely bloke. The Daryl.
1: I'm, I'm not saying that he's not a lovely bloke. I'm just. Are you talking about Daryl or the listener?
0: No, we're definitely not the talking listener. about Daryl. Right. We never talk <laughs> about Daryl as a lovely bloke, do we? I ruined the gimmick. He very
1: well might be a lovely bloke, but he offered something and he didn't deliver on that. We offered. <laughs> we offer a quality podcast every week, and we overdeliver because we gave give him two.
2: The, the averages speak for themselves on quality shows, but uh, I always yeah. give one hundred and ten percent.
0: you can't; it's not possible. I knew that annoyed. <laughs> Mathematically, yeah, it's, it's annoying <laughs> you as well, hasn't it? Yeah,
2: it got me a little bit. Did it? It's both. Yeah. 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 It's like that period when I purposely misspelt stuff in the description for ages to see if da- if Graham noticed. Purposely, yeah,
0: yeah. That's per- that's what happened. <laughs> he purposely did. It. You knew yeah. it
2: was purposeful because I told you I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you purposely did that, Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: speaking of something done purposely to annoy uh, annoy the other two, uh, Daryl, <laughs> you suggested a show for us this week, didn't you?
1: I, well, I didn't know it was going to annoy you.
0: Well, it didn't annoy me, but as soon as I watched the first match, I was like, "Oh, this is why."
1: <laughs> I, I, when I suggested it, this wasn't the the first match wasn't the bit that I remembered from the show. Was it not? No, it was the Undertaker match.
0: Well, I imagine you probably did, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's something. But anyway, it was, it was an episode of Shotgun Saturday Night from uh, February 8th, 1997.
1: Which, listeners, you
0: can watch it on YouTube. It's y- 45 minutes. Yes,
2: I meant to ask, is it on the network? Because didn't no. Shotgun get put on?
1: I don't think it I'll did. I'll have with the iron Check. No, I don't think it did get put yeah. on. Oh. So. When he
0: sent the link, I didn't check, so... I nearly did load it up, and then it went, oh, Daryl just sent a link. I don't need to check, do I?
2: Yeah, it's depressing how little my network subscription gets used now. <laughs> so it's from the home of Amtrak,
0: <laughs> who definitely weren't paying for this at all. Uh, uh, uh.
2: <laughs> it starts with Undertaker and well, a trade. Yeah, Bef- it does. Before we start the full thing, um, when you watch it, I-, I thought afterwards that I went back and made a note right at the beginning and said, there's a drinking game in this. Okay. Uh, you have to take a shot every time there's an ad break. Uh-huh. Or every time Vince says "what a maneuver," because I'd never noticed it watching old shows before. But he says it—he says it at least six times in this show.
0: So, like, it was only really brought to my attention when Sean Punk had that match against Vince McMahon, <laughs> and he beat up on him, and then brought him round to the commentary table, put the commentary headset on, and went "what a maneuver," <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious. It was very, very funny indeed. But uh, that was when it was brought to my attention. Yeah, you know, it's
2: one of those things you, you don't his notice boss, to...
0: right? Can we get this in perspective here? He had a wrestling match with his boss, which, okay, many people have. He knocked his boss round, right? Chucks him on a table, puts a headset on, which usually his boss is on the other end of, and because his boss isn't on the other end to have a go him, rips his boss's commentary style. <laughs> Remember when you used to this? You were rubbish. Way, What are you going to do about it? You're having a
1: wrestling match with me. You can't do anything. I mean... Denied him a main event at WrestleMania, which caused him to leave the company.
0: Oh, yes. So who won there, really?
1: Uh, Vince, because he then uh, got involved in a lawsuit where he split up him and his best friend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he also put a video on YouTube but was zoomed in on his ass for the entire It wasn't on
0: YouTube. It was on their website,
2: which is fine. Is
1: it? (laughs) (laughs) Talking of anuses, you nearly saw Shawn Michaels' anus in the opening uh, video
2: package. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So <laughs> I, I had high hopes for this show. Because uh, there you go, you had high hopes yeah. for seeing Shawn Michaels' anus. Because not only did we get an almost recreation of Daryl's favourite poster. You could basically um, see his anus. <laughs> <laughs> it started with Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, which was the highest amount of production this show had. <laughs> like, it, it starts with Crazy Train and then cuts to The Undertaker going, I'm your conductor for hell <laughs> uh, and eyes roll back and all that. Like, and i just thought i wonder how much money you charged to have a photo taken in the uh front of a train undertaken
0: by the way dressed in his um well it's not american badass is it but he's dressed like that you know like just before he got injured dressed yeah, yeah he's dressed like that, isn't he just in his civvies yeah
2: all the stuff in the uh they should have the... had him its fat controller the... oh <laughs> can you imagine that why didn't they
0: oh it's almost like they didn't have thomas the tank in you properly in it because like there you go, that would be better, wouldn't it? That's the sort of
2: crossover they'd like now, PG era and that. I you wonder know. if anyone's done a uh, crossover of the Thomas Tank Engine theme with the underta- one of the Undertaker's themes. There'll definitely be at least one of those, yeah. Every song matches it. It's, yeah, that's true. It's just a weird song that every song matches up to. Yeah, the proper Thomas Tank Engine theme, no,
0: not the new one. Because that is a big issue. Do, 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 right now. Do, 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 do. Yeah, is that the proper one? Yeah, that one, that's the proper one. Because I'll tell you now, as, as the parent of an infant who... Is obsessed with Thomas Tank Engine.
1: Who's par- partially named after someone in yeah, the opening match. Yeah,
0: someone in the opening match, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the, the new Thomas Tank
2: Engine theme is disgusting. Here's a fun fact here. My brother was a member of the Thomas Tank Engine fan club until he was 12.
0: I respect him more, did if anything.
2: <laughs> I love
0: Thomas Tank Engine.
1: I'm assuming he got signed up to it when he was young. young and and, and then, did it. he just not bother like... He kept renewing
2: yeah he renewed it until he was 12 and then when we moved out, and he didn't bother renewing after that devastating he grew up he got into ardy boys and that
0: i don't think i was allowed to sign up to the Thomas the tank engine fan club i assume because my parents were like he's already obsessed with it this will just tip him over the edge if anything this will make him worse he's already bad enough like
2: on his 18th birthday uh, my mum had a photo of him dressed as the fat controller when he was like four <laughs> uh blown up to <laughs> put in the front window of the house <laughs> I mean, that is good, (laughs) to be fair. Uh,
0: Your mum is brilliant for offs, I've got to say. (laughs) She's also good for buying uh, Playboy, I gather. Um, Yeah, really, they missed out on opportunity by not having... uh... Oh, they could have had Pat Patterson dressed up as uh, the back controller. We'll get on to Pat 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 Patterson. I know, that's that's why.
1: Vince is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah,
0: Undertaker opens us on the crazy train, like you say, and then it's into the shotgun Saturday night intro. Uh, the commentators are Vince McMahon and Sonny. Now, is it just me? Right, Shotgun Saturday Night, I only know a little bit about it. It was the one that started off in the Mirage nightclub, wasn't it? Started off in the nightclub in New York. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, because this is, yeah. like you said earlier, this is um sort of pre, sort of slightly pre-Attitude era, but not quite. But it's sort of just teetering into the Attitude I Era. I wonder
2: when Christopher Daniels were going to show up on it. Well, chris finnell's wrestled on saturday night a few times okay
0: well as much as i know is that it was supposed to be a bit of more of a sort of adult orientated like wrestling programming um i mean the chance some of the chance on this show would lead you to that direction well we'll, yeah we'll get to that a little bit but sonny sort of leads us up into that vince doesn't vince doesn't fit this at all (laughs) like if that's what it's supposed to be vince is like a proper like Whoa, he's gonna do a wrestling move! And whoa, hey, whoa, look at that! There's a big wrestling move. Like, don't in reality, at all.
2: Sonny is the only thing that fits that because we'll talk about Todd Pettingill and we'll talk about Doc Hendricks and all the other ridiculous people on this show.
0: What the, a major benefit of this is that it includes some of the advertising, by the way, which is just, just great, yeah. just so great. But um, Undertaker seems to be the biggest star in the WWF at this. Uh, well. Brett's knocking about. On this show, he's the biggest star. I mean, he's presented throughout the show as if he's the biggest WWF star, I think. He's definitely the biggest star that wrestled on the show by a long way. But also, like, all the adverts are like, oh, Raw's coming back to the Manhattan Centre featuring The Undertaker. And then it's like, Raw's at Madison Square
2: Garden featuring The Undertaker. It's like, do you think that's... Well, because the thing I was going to say is, I would think that it's something to do with the fact that this is in the build-up to WrestleMania 13. But I don't think they knew at this point what would happen on this show that they're continuously advertising through this.
1: No, I was going to suggest, could it be that it w- this was on a local broadcast and it was local advertising? I think it was, Because yeah. it said NY55 on the bottom right of the screen. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, because The Undertaker is probably the only person worth marketing on this show... Local advertisers go Oh, you like Undertaker? You've just seen him, you can buy tickets to see him again. Whereas if they're av- advertising Bret Hart, he's not on this show, so it might not make sense,
0: right? I see what
1: you're saying, but I yeah, do okay. see your argument to that. Oh, yeah. that he's they are promoting Undertaker quite a bit on. because,
0: like, it's Undertaker against Vader on one of the shows, and then but then again, because, like, they're like Undertaker against Vader, and then Bret Hart against Stone Cold, and I'm like. I think uh, you so garden like, house
2: show, yeah. Yeah, 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 But
0: but I see what you're saying that, that's about local. the
1: lead up to WrestleMania 13 as well. Yeah. yeah, I
0: see what you're saying about local advertising as well. That does make sense. I'd not even thought about it, you know, that capacity. Yeah, but plus
2: also the Undertaker on the start of it as well. Is what made me So think about it a little bit. Did you notice on the show that you know when the nameplates come up, it has a weird little tagline.
1: Uh, yeah, but I I can only remember Triple H's.
2: So uh Triple H uh, Sonny and Vince's was they talk a lot. <laughs>
1: Yes, that was. I've
2: made note of a few of them okay. um, throughout the show. Uh, the first match, which is the reason why I thought you did this.
1: Honestly, yeah. it wasn't, but it was a brilliant bonus. The Godwins versus
2: I The mean, Nation. yeah.
0: When it started off with the Godwins against The Nation,
2: I was like, come on, man, surely.
1: Dad, d- did you listen to the WrestleFigure podcast we did? Well, no. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: well, because I was really annoyed that I wasn't on it, because when you were talking about the WCW weird figures, I knew exactly which one the Bret Hart one was. Yeah. Because it, it was the uh, thing, he came come with a Tommy gun and everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, F- Phineas was the only person that I ever killed off him when figure fed. We used his oh. dead, dead body as a, as a weapon. Yeah, he was a weapon. <laughs> you could s- swing him like a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, didn't Undertaker kill him or something? I don't remember how he died, but uh, he he died. Maybe the Undertaker did kill him. Yeah. Uh, and then he ended up. No, he no. I'll tell you what happened. He was just ended up under the ring. Yeah. We were putting weapons under the ring, okay. and he just ended up under there. And uh, we pulled. We were looking for a weapon and pulled the pulled Phineas out and just started using like a baseball <laughs> bat, and he were dead. Just swing him. It was it was his cold stiff corpse Swing him like. Fake. Sounds
0: like some DDT would do. Swinging like Big Show, swinging Rey Mysterio that one time. (laughs)
2: Exactly like
0: that. So, yeah, um, the nation of this... So,
2: the nation's tagline on their thing was, they feel at home in New York. Don't know what that means.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's crushing Farouk here, so it's not an all-black nation. No. But Clarence Mason is on commentary.
1: Led out by D'Lo Brown. Yes. you look at
2: the real deal now. True 1PW story. Gonna kick
1: your sorry ass right out onto the street. True 1PW story. Uh, This
2: happened to the extreme. Um, it was um, in the later stages after uh, Stephen Gauntlet had sold and it was owned by Dragon Izu and a few others. Hashtag not my 1PW. <laughs> oh. oh, you're responding to 1PW, are you now? Um, so one of our friends was having a conversation with one of the bookers and they'd recently had a stable debut What was their name? Prophets of Liberty. Prophets of Liberty. I should remember it because it's part of that great promo where Manson says a load of really (laughs) stuff that she can't get away with saying nowadays. Um, But yeah, they'd introduce that and he goes to him, Well, it's not going to be like The Nation. Because he he was saying, Oh, it's kind of like Nation, though, isn't it? He's like, No, it's not going to be like Nation because it's going to have a white guy in it. And he goes, What? You mean like Owen Art and Crush? And he just shut up and walked away. (laughs) Yeah. They never introduced the white character to the Prophets of Liberty.
0: No, oddly, not, Well, was it not supposed to be? Alex Shane,
2: like he showed up with. Uh, what was that guy's name? Leroy Kincaid. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. Leroy
0: Kincaid part of the Prophets of Liberty on that? Very angle? briefly, Although, I yeah. I think yeah. he was, and that yeah, definitely.
2: And yeah. Alex Shane oh, showed he
0: up. <laughs> the Alex Show wrestling game. He started up again.
1: Did we talk about that on the show? D- no, we didn't, but we can if you want. We oh, let's. Yeah, I mean, why
0: he's been not.
2: involved in wrestle talk and stuff for a yeah, while. Yeah, but he's. Yeah, uh, but bonus news, Dan. He's, he's, um, he's
1: got his uh, British Wrestling Council back, haven't he? Yeah. No, he hasn't. No, oh, he is hasn't. it not? No, mate, it's completely different to what? the British Wrestling no, Council. No, no
0: wristbands. No, no wristbands. That's basically the main difference. No, yeah. just
2: binding contracts like before.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's created the wrestling agency, which is completely different to British Wrestling Council, except for all the people and the fact that it's the same. Basically, I if you go to restnagency.co.uk, well. you can see what Alex Shane wants to do.
2: <gasps> so, <laughs> <at his> face, <laughs> Going back him. to uh, <laughs> Look at him! He's just looking at his face! <laughs> so, uh, Alex Shane being involved in the Prophets of Liberty with Leroy Kincaid is hilarious because it was around the same time uh, uh, one of the FWA 2.0 shows, or it might have been IPW UK, he referred to Leroy Kincaid as a spear-trucker. Oh, my... <laughs> He generally did, That's in a well. promo. That's oh, my. Well. Right. This is a
0: real thing that he said about Leroy What's Kincaid. About the he thing. called
2: Leroy Kincaid a spear trucker in a promo. I don't
0: know what that means. Basically, like, you know if, like, <laughs> He Boris... meant it
2: is in the fact that Leroy Kincaid's finish was a spear, so he called him a spear trucker. But it also means... What's the second word you're saying? Spear Chocker. trucker. There I we thought we you go. said
1: trucker. Like, no, he drives no. a truck. No. And I did... I, I understand that then. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Honestly, I I heard trucker, and I was like, well that's why i started
0: talking about Boris johnson because i figured he would be a good sort of contextual point for this sort of comment
2: yeah it's a very prince philip comment it was okay. yeah that was around the same time
1: but i uh, don't believe in prince philip because he's a shapeshifted lizard <laughs>
2: that's true yeah and wwe stole all his ideas didn't they yeah, they, yeah. yeah. he wrote Isn't a book that, annoying about it? that
1: he invented wrestling and wwe went we'll do that he wrote a book about it which i own and i and i've read that book wait <laughs> oh you read that book
2: brilliant alex shane released a book
1: right do you remember the fight spirit articles in oh it? it's just a compilation of those it's a compilation but of them i think there's like two extra articles in it but is
2: yeah. the one about the illuminati
1: and yes stuff? yes
2: can i borrow
0: it uh
1: if i can find it yes awesome
0: right so can we can we talk about clarence mason as well yeah if he, you want is nation's he a shapeshifting lizard no <laughs> although he might be i suppose in context of that he's the nation's lawyer yeah um he started off as jim cornett's lawyer and then he just becomes the nation's lawyer. Why? Because because he was um, Crush's manager for a bit. Okay. But because um, Crush has been in
1: jail. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
2: I, I didn't understand the jailbird chants and how Camp Show Vince was on commentary by saying he doesn't like it when you chant jailbird at him. It will like run back at GMP, <laughs> boo him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crush it. Yeah. Yeah. So Karen's Mason is still with the nation at this point, and they're. Uh, they're this is when they're sort of quiet.
1: Did you know? There is a Clarence Mason action figure. No, I did not. There's a Clarence Mason action figure. I will find a picture of it just for the room uh, while you guys fill. Put Thank it on you. Instagram and number it. Dan, did you enjoy The Nation Against
0: the Godwins? No. No, of course you didn't, because The Nation Against uh, the Godwins. Let, let me just
2: say, uh, so it takes four minutes from The Nation getting in the ring to the first tie-up. That's an approximation, because it was six and a half minutes into the show when they finally tie up, and The Nation are introduced within a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, come
0: down. That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. WF Managers Series 1. Bone-crushing action. You can so,
2: Google it. Oh, my God. That's a thing. Who's, who else? Oh, it's with Crush. It's yes, Crush, yeah. Um, so, before the action really gets going in this match, it cuts to Todd Pettingill, who is apparently a roast comic now. It seems to be. Yeah, he makes a joke about a kid who sat behind the bars watching, saying that's crushes a kid. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Which then
1: it... is pretty funny, I think. <laughs> and then <it> turns around <laughs> to some
2: guy and goes, this is my dentist. And he says it three times before the guy actually shows the fact that he has no teeth. And he goes, yeah, he saves a ton on dental floss. And that's the segment. That's all it is. Just Ted Pengel being yeah. a tool for people. Yeah, but
1: you know that's Vince's favorite bit. Oh, like, yeah. Well, apart from the end. But yeah. this is Vince's favourite
2: bit so far. So Savio Vega comes to ringside. I forgot Savio Vega was part of the nation briefly before starting Los Barricas. Yeah? Yeah. Um, is uh, this so a
1: bit where Clarence Mason says racist things about Ahmed Johnson? Or is that later? Um, <laughs> I think that might be later okay, when he's we'll back, come back on to that commentary. <laughs>
2: so um, this is literally how things happen because basically they show a minute of in-reaction then cut to something else. So the next thing they cut to after Savio Vega comes down is uh, commercial time. Uh, with Doc Hendricks doing his best Don Wessing impression seven years before Don West was a thing.
0: Oh, this was beautiful. It was great. Really very enjoyable. I also
2: pointed out, you know the show he was hyping? You know what show that is? No, I clearly that's don't. That's when Sean loses his smile.
0: Oh, is it Thursday Raw Thursday? Yeah. Oh, Sean loses his yeah, smile on that yeah, show. they mentioned Thursday Raw Thursday. Yeah, and they advertised smart. the match
2: that was supposed to happen, but instead Sean comes out and he says, I've lost my smile, here's the belt.
0: Oh, that's right. He's supposed to drop it to Sid, isn't he? Yeah, well, or no, it was he supposed not, to. It was but... supposed to
2: wrestle Bret at WrestleMania. Well, okay, yeah. and then they switched it to Bret versus Austin and um Sid, Sid versus, versus Undertaker Taker. for the title.
0: Well, the match is supposed to be him against Sid for the title, though, isn't it. Yeah, that's the match that they're advertising. Do you know where Penn Station is, by the
2: way? It's underneath Madison Square yes, Garden. Yes, literally Because they, I on only, only know that because they mention it on commentary. On so the it's show. in a
0: cave of sorts. So it's underground. See, it links. That's like Star Cave. That's Do you think he really did it. that on purpose? Uh, no I do not no <laughs>
2: um, so we're back from the break and there's a brief bit of action on the outside and then ner- crush puts a nerve holding in oh man this nerve old three minutes oh. and tw- it was three minutes and about 20 seconds that he had he had Phineas in a nerve
0: hole I went and made a sandwich I'm not even kidding I went and made a sandwich and I'd had the sandwich made by the time
1: yeah but he see, he, he sold that nerve hold. yeah <laughs>
2: see I did the silly thing of when the nerve hold started, I paused it because my timer went off for my chips and stuff. I oh, my, tip for my dinner. Chips. So I sat down with my dinner, pressed play again, and the nerve hold was on. Yeah, and it was on, and yeah. it was on, and he's just finishing. Ages no. ago, but um, so that's he's the main finishing thing. Finishing concurrently with WrestleMania's thirty-two and
0: thirty-five.
2: Yeah, um, so the finish, uh, Henry O. Godwin goes for the slop drop. But the referee isn't looking because Phineas is trying to get in the ring for some reason. And Farouk clotheslines uh, Henry o. Godwin and crush pins him. Yep. And that's it. That was ten minutes, sorry, 11 minutes and 30 seconds of my life. I won't go back. I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> so we've got another did advert. You, did you enjoy <laughs> it? You just enjoy it. Godwin's been out. And no slop. That's to come.
1: Yeah, you've got to savour the slop, obviously. Yeah,
2: you've got to have something for your main event, haven't you? Yeah. 'Cause what they advertise as the main event on the beginning of the show is Undertaker versus Triple H. Well like, so for then... the Intercontinental Championship kind yeah. of
0: right. I I knew nothing about this apart from that I knew it existed. So when it starts off going Undertaker going against Hunt sorry. Undertaker v Hunter is how they term it as well, as well. Yeah. For the Intercontinental Championship. Like first of all, Undertaker for the Intercontinental Championship. What is that about? Secondly, Undertaker against Triple H in a train station. Secondly, it's pre-Triple H, which makes it even funnier. It's such a weird, like, it's like a weird sort of pocket match that if someone went, oh yeah, you remember those two who had that match at that WrestleMania? Well, guess what? They had a match at a train station that lasted four six four minutes. Yeah. Um... What? What do you mean they had a match at a train station? <laughs>
2: So Triple H arrives in a limo for the match and literally arrives in a limo and then walks to the entranceway, which is just the escalator. So it's not Triple H's, it's Hunter Hirst, Helmsley. But they do call him Triple H on commentary a lot. A couple of times, which is weird.
1: So, yeah. Um, yeah, he gets out the limo and I believe Todd Pettingill's there to ask him some questions and he, sa- he says something Uchi about... Who's your dentist? Yeah, and he says something about it. He, he, there's more chance of him... Uh, using the public transport system than uh, than him the losing, losing. the inter- yeah. title, which I quite like. That's
0: quite a good line for the for the blue blood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yes, and we go to the the Undertaker. Go on.
1: Yeah, sorry, just because Triple H gets in the ring and then this is where Sonny says the thing that uh, I thought we were going to talk about. Oh yes, I think she, yeah, she, she doesn't like guys uh, with long hair. That's a lie. Uh, you know what? She has said herself that uh, she has slept with Shawn Michaels, long hair, Bret Hart, long hair, Dolph Ziggler, long hair. There's probably others, but it's them three she's admitted. David Starr's the one who didn't have long hair. I mean, I assume there's several men. I, I've watched the porn. Did
0: Dolph Ziggler have long hair? Or did yeah. you us uh, hair? Yeah.
1: Well, he does have long hair. I don't know if he had long hair. Joey Ryan together. didn't have long hair. But Bret Hart, who she was either banging Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels at this time, or maybe both.
2: When she's um, banging
0: Shawn Michaels, so Shawn Michaels told everyone she was banging Bret Hart to distract yeah. the fact that he um, was shaking.
2: According it. to Bret, he had sex with everyone apart from Sonny in that period because he's very open about how many, like, extramarital uh, relationships okay. he had. Yeah. The quote she said was, I don't
1: like people with long hair and uh, Shawn Michaels got long hair. And see, that's happened. That's not the quote that I thought you were going to bring up with Sonny. Uh,
2: see, okay. I've got one that I thought was going to get brought up.
0: Go on. Should we just do it now? So, yeah, yeah
2: from earlier on in the show... Um, Vince brings up how she, because she makes a comment about how they've probably downloaded my pictures. Yeah. And Vince calls her Miss Cyber Babe. Yeah. And she says that she hit a career peak starring in the National Enquirer and points out that they'll probably Photoshop my head onto a pregnant woman or something, but I'll still make it look good.
0: Right. See, I was going to take more the Cyber Babe thing and the number of times she'd been downloaded. Okay. I mean, I think if you search for, if you download Sony now, you get a very different thing to the pictures that were on the internet in 1997. Like, I
2: don't know what they had on AOL.com, was... but I I'll don't... What, I mean, they
1: didn't, have, they didn't have flatulence.
2: No, I don't... Th- <laughs> I was going to make a reference to it. It was only like three years later when she was on Missy Hyatt's website and was probably the most downloaded one on there too.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, all I'm saying is, Sonny, sign up. Just, just saying.
2: So that was the first tick I had for when Do you two said something.
1: Because we're in a week where The Undertaker's done a photo shoot. Do you remember when you could pay Sonny... Uh...
2: To do i meet <laughs> a great way you got to lay in bed with lay her. in bed with sonny yeah yeah because I... uh the the famous picture that came out rob feinstein did it
0: oh was it really
2: yeah because so he we went up to her and said how much is it and she said it's 18 he says lol so pretend you said 14. ah yeah. great. Um, great banter. but yeah, yeah that was all the photos were re- like oh.
0: they were all the same person they weren't but they were yeah
2: they look like me if i if i really went down to <laughs> like... <laughs> you like you if you ate you
0: <laughs> and shaved the mustache off because you need to get rid of the them yeah mustache yeah to make just it...
2: neck beard it's gotta be just the slightly neck. matted yeah um twice the size of me and, uh, and you can smell them from the look of the mustard stain there's always a mustard stain yeah yep. yeah you get the drawling accent Hit, yeah. hit, if you want to see the type of picture, type of people I pictures with Sonny in the bed. Uh, go to any wrestling show and do a do a three sixty around the room, and you'll spot at least half the room. Probably the only person
0: that keeps right, And sure, he didn't have an actual picture, but it's just in terms of the image, like literally. What do they look like? Is Conrad Thompson definitely? <laughs> do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Uh, well it is, isn't it? Yeah, he, he probably did, him, yeah. yeah. Almost certainly. He's
2: probably got it framed next to his Ric Flair robe. Yeah, he's not cool like us. Um, so yeah. You, oh, t- just on a side note, sorry. Do you think it's weird now that he's technically part of the family that he has so much Ric Flair merchandise that he's paid a hell of a lot of money for? What do you mean he's part? of Probably family? in his
1: bedroom. Do you, not know, do you not know this? Do you actually not know this? I think maybe we did he's, talk he's, about it in the show. Conrad Thompson he? married Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, that's right, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally yeah. married. Not, not Charlotte. No,
0: no, obviously not Charlotte.
1: Yeah. So he's married into the family. I think it's a ploy because when he dies, she will inherit a lot of his stuff,
2: so he will automatically get. Like what? What's he gonna have left?
1: Well, I assume he's got some bits left,
2: well, and it's, it's also a bonus figures. for Rick. Rick gets some out of it too Darryl, because he's a finance marry... expert. So next <laughs> yeah. time he gets next time he gets divorced, Conrad will remortgage his house for him to Darryl, pay for it. You,
0: you can marry Charlotte, and then you get all the Ric Flair wrestling figures that he's probably got left. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. You don't want... Give that Andrade a kick to the curb. Just
2: think what he's done to, like, at least the first few wrestling figures where they've been, considering the stories of his past.
0: <laughs> so, Undertaker against Triple H, first of all, they're, they're using the steps, like the normal steps cordoned off as the entrance ramp, which is really interesting and really amusing. And they also use the escalator
1: later on. Yeah. Does Undertaker use the wrong steps? I couldn't. Because right. Because he comes through and he, he rips the police tape from him and then he has to barge his way through the crowd i well, don't remember uh, the domination. i wondered if the reason cuz like they've
0: got the camera positioned in a different way so like there's a big pillar in front of it and i wondered if maybe they decided that cuz they're filming him from the back they had to do it slightly cuz there's just something that would look wrong about filming him from the front from that angle I and can't so for his entrance it. there
2: wasn't a giant built, uh, theater, uh, what was the that's what it is the bloomberg bloomberg thing. yeah, yeah.
0: I, th- I can't explain it, but for some reason it would... I just remember thinking, this is going to look really weird if they have him filmed for the front, and then they didn't. So I assume it's something to do with that.
2: His okay. entrance, where all the ambience of his normal entrance, is really bad, though. Isn't well, I mean,
0: it? when it is literally supplemented by a video of the news on like, a, <laughs> yeah. a viddy screen, doesn't There's help.
2: ESPN going on it background, and then a giant Bloomberg logo. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, Triple H and Undertaker have this match for the Intercontinental Championship. Again, bizarre. In a train station. Um, <laughs> where, basically nothing happens. No. Like...
2: So this match isn't very long, but there's two ad breaks in it. Yeah,
1: two ad breaks in it.
2: Like, this is supposed to be a modern problem about them doing is ad, this breaks ad break in matches. as soon
1: as it'll take a dive's in the ring, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: And then they have to show everything that happened in the commercial because they did a hot start to the match that they missed because of the commercial break. And by the time they showed everything, they go to another commercial break within like 30 seconds. Yeah, and then Triple H is doing Snapmares, which I specifically yeah. remember. And then... Which yeah. was probably the referee saying, slow the pace down. We missed everything you did in the first two minutes of the match. <laughs> so they end
0: up like just the belt gets chucked in the ring or Triple H brings the belt in the ring. And they just
2: start flinging the belt at each other, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So Triple H tries to hit Undertaker with the title. Yeah. The Undertaker wrestles it from his hands. And then Threatens Looks ranch. at. Yeah, he looks at the referee because the referee is going, don't do it. You'll get DQ'd. And he's like, yeah, I suppose I will. And then Triple H goes to hit him again, so he smacks him with belt and gets DQ'd.
0: Yeah, and Undertaker does not win the Intercontinental Championship, which no. Sonny's trying to put over on commentary as would be would make him the number one contender, which, I'm not being funny, for the WWF title, which I'm not being funny, I'm pretty confident at this point, Hunter Hearst-Helmsey is not the number one contender for the yeah, WWF it, it title. Yeah, it was weird
2: how she said that, though, and Vince was really quiet afterwards, which makes me think he pressed the cough button and said... Don't say that again. Yeah. Because what he, what she said was, if he beats the Undertaker, forget about the IC title. He'll be a contender for the world title. Yeah. And the IC title was still kind of def, like protected at this point. It was protected, but it definitely wasn't seen
0: as if you win this, you're the number one contender. You know, like the no. US title was in WWE. Yeah. It wasn't seen that way.
2: But like. still, it was like it was still considered important. So for her to say that was really strange, and it's just the quiet afterwards makes me think Vince probably went, "Don't do that." So Triple H tries to run away uh but he doesn't get away does he well first off so, uh, undertaker choke slams him first and, and then signals for the whilst tombstone. everyone's
0: calling for the tombstone undertaker yeah. does a choke slam and i thought he's actually not going to do it is he but then of course they get to the the top of the stairs and undertaker does catch him doesn't he
1: yeah yeah tombstones him down the escalator yeah
0: tombstones him on the escalator triple H is rolling down the escalator which i thought was quite a good visual actually i quite yeah. like that
2: yeah that was kind of that was pretty cool all i could think about is like wait a minute there's like half an hour or so to go of this.
1: Well, I had Mandela effect this, and I thought this was the main event. Because C- it should have it. been. Because they, they tell you it's going to be. That's I... th-
2: in our main event tonight, it's Taker versus Hunter. Right. I thought and it was then... the last match. Yeah. yeah.
0: I assume that, like, it depends what time this is on, though. Like, say, you know, like, Saturday night's main event used to have, like, the big match would be on in half an hour in, and then, like, rubbish matches would be on afterwards. I assume it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that
2: from when we did a Saturday Night Live in early days of this. Yeah, so yeah when we oh, did a Saturday Night event, yeah. yeah. Um, so what do we get to follow this up? I'll tell you what. Todd Pettingale again. Yeah. He's on someone's shoulders trying to interview someone. continuously saying, can you see me now? Can you, you see, see me, me now? now? <laughs> I'm on the bus, party, I'm on the bus, yeah. <laughs> he's brought him and he's dropped him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they're trying to get a shot of him. And it takes a good two or three minutes before Vin says, I don't think we're going to get this shot. Yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> he literally says on commentary, yeah, I think we should move on from this. We can't see him.
0: <laughs> but move on to the, the real main event. What was the real main event? Well, I mean, it starts off as, uh, as a singles match, but it ends up in a bigger match. So it's like the match was too big. They couldn't contain this one match in one match, so they had to make it even bigger.
2: Do you want to know what the match in question was?
1: Yeah, go on.
0: It was
2: Savio Vega... <laughs> Versus Aldo Montaigne.
0: Portuguese Man of War. So just incredible <laughs> against Savio Vega.
1: That could be a main event in any train station in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a more accurate statement has ever been made. You're right. <laughs>
2: but th- that's not all. That's well, not all you said. Oh, So this is one of the times when I got one of the tags off the name. Savio Vega's tag said uh, Savio hates car jokes. <laughs>
0: yep. Okay, (laughs) I assume that's because Savio Vega's Hispanic, so I would imagine that people just joked that he would steal their car.
2: It wasn't going to say, Savio Vega might have been involved in the Bruiser Brody stuff. He he helped him out. He helped out the guys trying to get off the island. I imagine they might have left that part out, yeah.
0: Yeah. When was Savio Vega replaced Shawn Michaels that one time? (laughs) Yeah. Good replacement.
2: So um, before we get the switch, so Todd Pettingale interviews Terry. Or as I've written, Daryl in the future who's bought a Vince McMahon action figure with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's 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 gone all that way with his little LJN figure, uh, just to like get it out on camera and then for them to rip rip into Vince a bit. Yeah.
2: How long was Ted at with company after that?
0: <laughs> I wonder. It'd be interesting to look. It wasn't he on a DVD not that long ago.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I think it was. A new generation? Best of new something generation? Yeah, probably well, something Maybe. like that. Best some of kind of house? new generation. Uh,
0: yes, that was it. It was best of In Your House. That was it. But um, yeah, so this match lasts for actually quite a long time before it decides, they decide that they're going to throw it out.
2: Yeah, so my notes say, Nation out to interfere. And then I literally wrote this.
0: I stopped paying attention. It's now a six-man tag.
2: <laughs> yeah. Has Corus Mason said the thing about Ahmed Johnson
1: yet?
0: Yeah, it's in this match. Okay. So, like, you can talk about it now. Go on.
1: Okay. He he called, he called refers to Albert Johnson as a cotton picking Uncle Tom. Yes, he does. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> See, I wasn't which, paying attention because I definitely noticed that. Just
1: laughed at that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because
2: I remember it happening at the ta- like around the time, and it how like people can't. No, that's not cool that he said that. Because was it Daniel Corm? Someone called Daniel Corm. Oh, John Jones called John Daniel Corm. of course. It yeah, was
0: John. Who else would it be in the world of MMA but John Jones whilst he was probably smoking crack and running over a baby (laughs) and taking a dump on the American flag and going, look, I just want to be good at MMA. (laughs) Pass me my smack. (laughs) It was coke. (laughs) Yeah, but
2: smack, crack, it's all the same to me. So uh, (laughs) I I did miss that on commentary because I I missed the fact that it suddenly got turned to a six-man tag. That's me (laughs) off. But the thing I didn't miss was another Todd Pettingale interview with the crowd. And this one is the strangest of them all. Because he goes, I've got a lady here. And the lady goes, this girl stole my man. And the other woman goes, what are you going to do about it? And they get into a fight while well, Todd Pettingale laughs and goes, back to you in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, what's going on? We've got racism on commentary. We've got Todd Pettingale instigating fights. What is happening?
1: It's a shotgun Saturday night, mate. <laughs> Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation bring
2: back doc hendrix <laughs> yeah well, that... so
0: hold on bring back doc hendrix to what continue the racism or yeah
2: stop... i'm sure he's got some opinions on uh, calling people uncle toms and confederate flags and he all probably like. called mark henry and uncle tom at some point nope that's not what they called him no, <laughs> no i don't think he did i don't think. no he no called... it... no he said he was
1: more of a n-word than mark henry is yeah is, is the quote and was
2: surprised by the outcry <laughs> uh so, um, next thing I've got written down is, uh, I-, I can't say the exact thing that I wrote down because I already owe the swear jar a pound. Is it 50p a swear? I've long forgot. No, it's a pound a swear and you pound owe a swear. A swear. two a So, pounds. I owe two pound. Cool. Um, uh, why is this the main event? Boring as. I've omitted the two words that would up that Most of pounds. this match
0: is just the heat on Aldo Montoya, so there's no heat because no one likes Aldo Montoya.
2: It's the Portuguese Man of War. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's my point.
2: Yeah. I so, don't think Americans even knew what Portugal is. Considering the amount of notes I wrote in the first two match, matches, my notes literally go to Nation win when Savio pins Aldo. Yay. Yeah.
0: Of course it's bloody Aldo that gets pinned. He's not the star, is he? And then the slopping begins.
2: Yeah, so now it's time for your real main event, the show. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, go for it. So
1: they end up in what I assume is like the their guerrilla position for this show. And Pat Patterson's on the headset I assume directing the show, making sure they get the camera angles right, make sure the referee knows what's happening all that kind of stuff. And But I don't think he expected this bit because it ends up with, I believe, Henry O. Godwin just chucking slop on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which Vince finds hilarious. Pat Patterson, not so much. He doesn't totally sell it, but he, he does get up out of his chair and say down the camera, do you think that's funny? Which Vince is laughing, Oh yeah, it's hilarious. And uh, Vince says, It's not the first time that swear has been slopped on. <laughs> 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 which, which, if you hated the 45 minutes, it was worth it just for Vince's horribly,
2: potentially homophobic line. He also said that he, he goes, Because Sonny made fun of him as well, he goes, Do you want me to come down there and kiss you?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that that and they replay it by the way, yeah. Because they, they go to another advert break and they
2: come back and replay it before the oh, end. Not before we get another Todd Pettingale interview with the leader of the Guardian Angels.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, I forgot they
2: were a thing. I forgot. They I were only things, remembered so. because I was listening to. Oh, what was I watching? I was watching uh, Eric Bischoff's um, kayfabe commentaries t- timeline of WCW ninety four. And he talks about Big Boss Man, uh, Big Bubba becoming the Guardian Angel for a bit and how they got the Guardian Angel's approval for doing it. That's the only reason I remember who the Guardian Angels were. Uh, but yeah, they have a Guardian Angel. And then we close the show on a slow motion replay of Pat Patterson covered in slop. And
0: that's Shotgun
2: Saturday Night. Why well. did you do this, Daryl? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of worth it for the finish. But... Well,
0: let's let's look at the facts, right? This is a wrestling show. In an underground venue like Breed's Star Cave is going to be. And um, we can
2: we can pretty much guarantee that the Breed Show will be better than it this. It features
0: American wrestlers like Breed's Star Cave is going to be. It's basically the precursor, isn't it, to yeah. Star Cave. It's like the prequel in a way. Only if they've got a Portuguese wrestler on
2: it. Um No, they don't. There's only one Portuguese wrestler I can think of who they could book. Aldo Montoya? No, Killer Kelly. Oh, is she Portuguese? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the, here's the reason you should remember this is because they, when she debuted for NXT UK, uh, w, the Twitter account tweeted saying the first Portuguese star to appear in a WWE ring, and just incredible tweeted them saying, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> from Target. Because he's legitimately he like tweeted half tweeted Portuguese. That from the Isles at Walmart,
1: hey, he was on, he on his can- break in the canteen, weren't he, having a smoke? He definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> his boss was there. He was like, oh, "I'll do
2: what I want." So yeah, the venue was interesting, but unlike, say, the first night show at Mall of America or the DDT camp shows that I mentioned, this lacked a lot of stuff. The only thing that set it apart from a usual WWF show was it was a lot worse produced. That was terrible English, I know, Graham. Um, I didn't say anything yet. I saw your your face. Do you not think
1: that was (laughs) interesting, though, the fact that vince is such a control freak yeah and everything has to be like shiny and like good and everything like that and he sat at the commentary desk so we can't even control which cameras are getting used mm-hmm. and it all goes a bit i think the it. cool thing
2: about this as well because it's during the time when WWF were getting destroyed by wcw and apparently the talk was they were looking to become more regionalized until things started happening with the attitude era and looking at this show i know a lot of it was just local promotion but so many of their shows coming up were based around New York and that area. Like, even the shows they don't advertise were all kind of in the northwest. Northeast. So, northeast, yeah. Not northwest, because that's Seattle. Um, yeah, they're all in the northeast. And it lends some credence to the fact that they were supposed to be going regionalized and all that stuff. And doing shows like this to be a bit different.
1: I wonder what the logistics of this show was as well. Because... The they get... do
2: say thank you to the super in, super controller of Amtrak for like it's doing Amtrak of but this is a paid show
1: I'm
0: convinced of
2: it Oh yeah I, I And Amtrak but, have less blood money involved
1: But what I, what I mean is like they surely did not stop all the trains from running so how did like It's just
0: in a big atrium isn't it Like if you imagine the actual if you look at where it is like you've actually been to Penn Station yeah. whether you remember or yeah. not or...
1: I, I was I was there a couple of weeks ago I mean there Um so <laughs> right well Undertaker you know where it drove my train, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you're sitting on the train and someone goes, all aboard to hell. You're like, Oh,
1: who's that? No, <laughs> well, this is obviously the right train.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my point is, you know that you know where it was. It was just it wasn't in front of a platform or anything, it was just near the door.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, but it's like, like in Sheffield Station, the bit where like the ticket desks and that piano that people sometimes play is in Superdrug. That's kind of where it ring would be set up.
1: I, mate, you don't need to explain. I'm not doing this to be like. I can't use the word, but like I, I've been there. I know where. <laughs> I know where it's set up. I just think the logistics of it is just a bit weird. That's all. Like I, I know very well where you it's. You stood be- there.
2: I stood in that place behind all the crowds. there's got to been a lot of angry New Yorkers trying to get on their train. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. that maybe yeah. I didn't
1: make the point well. That's the point I was trying to make. That right. there's there's going to be people that don't like wrestling, or even that do like wrestling,
2: but they've got somewhere to be.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: And I know how long trains last in America as well, because. We complain about our train system, but America's train system is really bad. Oh, their
1: train
0: system's absolutely broken because yeah, it takes like late. several
2: days to get like halfway
0: across the country. Yeah, you it's... can't you can't go anywhere. Basically, the only place you go on trains like short short journeys to like New jo- New Jersey and stuff. Yeah,
1: that's it. And even then, you might get stranded in New Jersey, might
2: you?
0: Yeah, if you didn't leave when the bell rang.
2: Yeah, it's something like a three day journey to get to like. The like Midwest from oh, yeah, New something York. like that, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. We went on a train, I can't remember. We went through
0: Stanford, actually. We went through Stanford, Stanford Connecticut, Connecticut on a train. Should have stopped but, by. Well, do you know what? I was looking out the window the whole time and I couldn't <laughs> see it. I, I was hoping you'd be able to see it from the train. And you can't, you couldn't see the um, the offices. Maybe you can, but you couldn't from where we were. I remember that anyway. And that's it. Well, this show was sponsored by Amtrak, your favorite.
2: <laughs> Thanks to the super controller of Amtrak for letting us do this show. Yes, thank you to that
0: person specifically. Cheers.
2: The Undertaker. The under- <laughs> Yes,
0: who he is the super controller of Amtrak. Absolutely. Right. Well, that was fascinating. Yes, we're very much looking forward to Star Cave, uh, with our friends at Brie Wrestling, but that's not till September. So, we'll uh, we'll just have to rewatch this one multiple times until then, won't we?
1: Yeah, but they've got a show next week, haven't they?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Out of the box at um uh, Pitch House. House. Yeah, and we'll be there. So, they will all- as. As he said on Tuesday, Daryl's more than happy to speak to all of you, and uh, <laughs> he'll be wearing a t shirt that says, I am Daryl. So,
1: I'll def yeah, if you see somebody wearing a t shirt that says, I'm Darryl, that's me. Come and say <laughs> hello. <laughs>
2: I mean, I can find a white t shirt and a marker pen, and we'll have that t shirt. Basically, you. if you see uh,
0: Mark Davis do that, like, mega pile driver, and you see someone shout and freak the hell out, it's Daryl.
1: Yeah, that's, that's me.
0: Yeah. That's it for the Royal Gumball. For this weekend. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to go to royalgumble.co.uk to get new episodes whenever they are out or find them wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twitter.com slash royalgumblepod. Ask us about our May 19th special with Kane. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash Um We're also on Instagram. Instagram.com slash royalgumblepod as well, isn't it, Daryl? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, royalgumblepod, yeah. Yeah, fab. That's brilliant. That is it. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Choo-choo.